Hi. Merlin. Hi, John. How's it going? Oh, gosh. Oh. It's going well, although. Although. Got a little bit of a situation here. Mm, breaking news. So, um, you know, over the last year, we saw, first of all, we saw Skeeter uh, die of uh, cirrhosis of the liver. And then we lost Randy. Randy Man. Remind me who Randy is? Randy? From across the street. Randy. Okay. Randy who lives in his van down by the river. Oh. And then the house got sold to the Flippers. Mm-hmm. And they worked on it for a long time. They spent a lot of money <clears throat> on it. It would frequently it up. Ch- check in with you to make sure you were keeping an eye on things. Yep. Checked it, checking in with me, checking in, spent a lot of money on it. And then for some reason, couldn't quite, they expected to put it on the market and it would just sell in an instant. And I think maybe part of it was that the street appeal was somewhat, um, <clears throat> the street that I live on doesn't have a ton of curb appeal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick living next to me works uh, in the uh, underground sewer installation department of a of a company that works with the city. Mm-hmm. He's got a he's got a working man's truck out front, mm-hmm. and and he sometimes I think uh, his son in law wrecked a car, and so he brought it over to Patrick's and he put it under a tarp. I have this is a, this is a this is a neighborhood where where people are working. They're they're, they're are doing working. stuff. They're, right. they're not hiding anything under a bushel basket. Nope. I have a uh, I have an RV. It's actually presently hidden under a bushel basket, but it's a huge, huge bushel, bushel basket. basket. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the guys that live across the street, uh, they have like a business on the side where they're working on cars. So sometimes there are oh between, people don't like that. No, between thirteen and thirty cars over there. Okay. Anyway, they did a very nice job fixing up this house. And it didn't sell right away, but then it finally did sell. And uh, <laughs> tell and the I, flippers. <laughs> no, well, and I met the owners on uh, the day before Christmas Eve, and they were a, just a very delightful African American couple with two children, oh, nice. young children, five and three, something like that. And what was, and they, was it? Was it Jamaica? Was that her name? Jamaica then moved. So Jamaica but this is, moved. This is if you for people who have deep catalog. This is Jamaica's old house. This is Jamaica's house, and Jamaica moved. And I don't know where. I haven't heard from her since. Yeah. She, the last time Jamaica and I talked, she was asking me if I would take, uh, Randy's van into my yard for a couple of weeks while Randy got his stuff figured out. Mm. <laughs> mm, that's a backdoor pilot. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Did she decline? Uh, I did. Yeah. Because I already got this bushel basket over here. I did. Well, I said, I said, uh, and I, we may have talked about it at the time. I said, you cannot, um, we can't do this because this is not a, uh, this is not an asset. Uh, this van is hmm. not an asset to, uh, uh, you you need to stop thinking about it like it's his asset. You know what I mean? Like he's thinking think of it right more now, as your monkey's paw. Yeah, and and of course, the man we're talking about is not named Randy. Mm-hmm. What is his name, Merlin? I'm afraid. That's I'm okay. Spaced. I think for purposes of the show, we'll go with Randy. No, but what 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 is his actual name? It's not 
Jesse. Uh, Randy is the name of the restaurant down at the bottom of the hill. Oh, easy, easy. Um, <laughs> uh, I know this. People are yelling. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, not Skeeter. It's nope, Skeeter. It's not Skeeter. It's not. It's a name like this. Oh boy, uh, what is his name? Why just bring that on me like that? I don't know. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking like it sounds like it should be Randy, but it's not Randy. And this That's is the guy. Why... He'd be yelling at his uh, at his uh, yelling oh, on his flip know, phone. Yeah, right? we all know who it is. Well, you know, I know, they know. Yeah, people are screaming at us right now. It's not Randy. It's um, Jesse Pinkman is the guy from Breaking Bad. Right, right. It's not him. No. It's um. Mm. Mm. It's gonna be one for the Hall of Fame. Why did I say Randy? Randy, I have no uh, idea. It, it'll come to us. Uh, yes, yeah, it'll come to yeah. us. Anyway, it's not uh, an asset. It's not an asset. This thing, and he thinks it's like a piece of material that it, he thinks this is where his retirement is in this van. And uh, it's garbage. It's like it needs to go to the crusher. It's not restorable. And I'm somebody who has some experience buying and trying to restore things. I, that you're, are to garbage. me, I mean, apart from forgetting his name, I think you're you're really missing the the elephant in the room, which is that I, I've given you advice before, unsolicited mm-hmm. advice, that whenever mm-hmm. you're thinking about a decision that involves a relationship with another person, it's useful to ask, do I want much more of this relationship or much less of this relationship? Mm-hmm. Right. Just mm-hmm. to abstract this idea. And in this instance, the idea of taking his asset uh, onto your property is going to give you a lot more interaction with the artist formerly known as Randy. I do not want that. No. I do you're going to be knocking on the door. You're going to be hearing his calls. No. He smoked uh, in there, right? Oh, it's the, it's, I mean, they're, 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 it's not salvageable, like as a piece of metal. Like there's nothing in it. The, it's rust. It's rusted. Mm. It's completely rusted. He like... It's like it's like full of rats. It's like not not a. It's it's not just that it's not a nice truck. It's like not. Yeah. A, you. It's it's tetanus. It's tetanus on wheels. <laughs> anyway, so this young couple buys the house. We have a we have an extremely pleasant exchange on the street. I'm like, you guys are moving in on Christmas Eve, and they kind of were like, yeah, <laughs> like that was with no kids. with two kids. That was no big deal, and I was like, wow. That seems like a really big deal, move into a new house on Christmas Eve. But at the same time, how amazing. You get to spend your first, you know, like, first Christmas in the new house. Maybe like, that's for adventure. Those do. Yeah. Oof. And I was like, this is going to be fun. We're going to have a fun time. She said that she was a longtime Seattleite. He was from Brooklyn. And uh, we were going to get along uh, famously. And, and the thing is, I was leaving for Christmas. We we spent Christmas up at, at a little house in the snow. And so I was like, you know, we'll, we'll all get together, welcome wagon, when I get back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in January, I traveled a lot. In February, I traveled a lot. And I didn't see them, right? I didn't bump into them on the street very often. Every once in a while, there would be a car would pull up. Uh, they drove like nice cars, mm-hmm. nice uh, SUV style new ones, you know, like, you know how somebody drives up in an SUV and it's like pearlescent and mm-hmm. you're like, wow, nice. I don't even know what brand it is. They all look the same. Now, it's the but... middle class version of having fancy nails. It, it, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, pearly, I'm not, I'm not going to be car. digging with my hands anytime soon. Yeah. yeah this thing is full time four wheel drive and I'll never drive off of the road. Uh, but then after a while, and then there were there were a couple of Sundays where, like, Sunday evening, 
I would come home and there would be cars parked all on the street. And in our neighborhood, there are no sidewalks. Mm-hmm. It feels kind of country out here. Mm-hmm. And so the areas in front of people's houses, by by accepted convention in the neighborhood, those areas sort of belong to the house. If you're going to park your car on the street, you're going to park it in your area and not bleed over into somebody else's Right, that's somebody else's shoulder. Yeah, and it's not like if there were sidewalks, right, then you just park your car on the sidewalk, and you park your car in a parking spot, and they don't belong to people. But, you know, like the gravel in front of my house is an extension of my yard. That's how we all are down Mm -hmm. here. The the neighbor that's right over here that's next to me on the other side, they will drink, they'll bring the front bumper of their car right up to the fence line. But they would never go two inches with their bumper over that fence line. They know. And it's not they, they know. know. They know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I would come home on Sunday and there would be a bunch of cars like parked on my side of the street in front of my house where I park. Mm. And so there was no place for me to park. And I was like, whoa. Hmm. But I talked to my mom about it. I was like, what do I do in this situation? She said, these are public roads. If you go over and ask them not to park in front of your house, you are a very bad person. Do not hmm, do that. Really? And I was like, oh, all right, all right. I said, but what about social convention? And she was like, these are the public roads. You do not mess with the public roads. I know better than to disagree with your mom, but uh, yeah. I'm not so sure about her police work there. I, well, I, I think this is a culture. This is, you know, we're living mm-hmm. in a society. That's what I thought too, but you know, mm-hmm. as you say, you don't, you don't, uh, you, you know, you you go against mom, and then you live to regret it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't say anything. A couple of Sundays went by. It was like whatever, no problem. Mm-hmm. It's a temporary thing, but it did make me feel like, oh, they're church people. They're having events on Sunday evening after uh-huh, church. I see. Where they're inviting people over, and so it's going to be. It's going to be even harder to kind of go into this situation and be like, hi, I know that you're having like a church event, but don't park in front of my house. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do it. You know, it's just like this is just we're just we're learning about each other. Mm -hmm. But then it got real quiet over there. And I and by the time the end of February rolled around, it had become curious. I'd never seen or heard the kids. Well, it's just to be clear now, <clears throat> no more pearlescent uh, SUV coming and going? Well, they have a garage with a door that opens and closes. Okay, okay. Um, and I could always tell when Jamaica uh, was here and Randy, <laughs> Polly, Paul, uh, I could always tell when they were there because the the garage was full of, sh- of garbage, so they couldn't park inside, so the car was either there or not. <laughs> But now they could be parking inside. They could. It's a two-car garage. They could. Put, they could be all inside. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm out at all hours. I come and go. I never saw them come and go. So I was like, oh, it's interesting that they're very quiet, and I don't mind a quiet neighbor. Mm-mm. Better than karaoke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, but you know, the house is very neatly kept. It was it was put into neat neat zone in order to sell and it still looks like it's a house for sale you know the yard is very kept it's very neat um well about two three weeks ago all of a sudden cars were coming and going hmm. from the house and it was a situation where i would be yeah, sitting I'm sorry, in, just don't interrupt you just be clear so yeah. you have or have not seen kids playing in the yard or being kids None have not heard a single 
You know, I sit in my house, I listen to what's going on on the street. If I was a sibling and lived in a big freestanding uh, single-family house, I'd be out playing. You'd be out playing. Even you'd be though running it's around, the, you'd be hitting stuff with a, with a stick. Even though it's the winter, but if you come in the car and you get out on the way between the car and the house, as you know from having a kid, even that, closing that that 20 yards from the Are we door talking about like car, under, under, under 10? Yeah, they're one, so five, one, three. So you don't, you don't see any bikes, you don't see any big wheels, frisbees, um, skateboards, scooters. But not only do I not, but I have never heard someone go, Mom! That's not a single time. Okay, this is you got me. I'm hooked. So I'm like, what's going on over there? And I'm peeking through the blinds every once in a while, but I'm but it's the it's like opposite day. I'm peeking through the blinds at nothing. Nothing's happening. Hmm. But then I'm sitting in the I'm sitting in the living room and I start hearing the telltale signs of, of people coming and going, which are you hear some you know faint music playing as a car drives up, the sits there with the motor running for a minute, turns off, and then a door slams as somebody gets out of the car. Yeah. And that's not you know, that's not unusual. Like I say, the the people next door to them they have between thirteen and thirty cars. So yes. you hear door slamming. Sure. But but I started to hear these events where a car would pull up and I would hear this slam, 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 slam. That that slam. that sounds like a mob. That sounds like the mafia to me. Yes. If, if so, I was going just on sound and I heard nine door slams, I would assume that's a bunch of guys getting out of mob cars. And and that's what it that's what I felt too. And so I did what what you do when you are somebody like me mm-hmm. who takes an interest in other people. Sure. I would get up and I would go look out and say, Who, who wouldn't be a social there? creature? That's right. And what was happening was there were three cars that were arriving all at the same time. And there were um uh n- between nine and thirteen. White kids in their early 20s who all were pretty clean cut, uh, you know, like fresh faced. Mm-hmm. And they were all getting at, they were arriving at the same time, all getting out of the car at the same time, obviously from the obviously from the, um, uh, the uh, multiple slams, the grand slam, as I like to call it. Yeah. And then they were going in through the gate. Not in through the front door, but in through the gate into the backyard. Okay, okay. Think it's a sports team or missionaries? Well, so I immediately think missionaries. Okay. Because what are, so you got a young African-American family that has already established that sometimes they have Sunday evening events, and then you have a bunch of teenage, fresh-faced college-age people Mm -hmm. who are coming and going as a group. I'm thinking... This guy is a pastor. He's got a youth group of some kind. Yes. They are learning the trade. They're here for like youth. These are like the the leaders, the elders of their youth groups or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're getting some extra They're like training. Deacons in training. Yeah. Oh, I should mention at some point on the fence facing the front uh, next to the garage appeared a sign that was the kind of sign that you would get at Target that said, like, this is Janet's room, keep out. Um, that's made to look like a street sign. Right. 
that sh- that could say keep calm and carry on, or it could say like uh, Volkswagen bug parking only. Uh, parking for world's greatest people. Right, mm-hmm. for world's greatest people. But it is shaped like a, like a city sign, looks like one. Um, and it said, uh, what does it say? It's not visitor parking only. It's something like parking for guests only. It's, it's, uh, it's worded strangely. What? It's like the kind of wording, it doesn't, like a city sign would say, uh, you know, visitor parking only, something simple. But right. this is like parking for guests only. It's like something you would find in the front of the Royal Hawaiian Hotel. This is, tick- this is tickling my zoning bone. And it felt a little bit like, oh, this is the, this is the first expression of the family's like uh, personality that they've put in the house. They didn't put a little statue of, or they didn't put two two white lions on either side of the driveway, like you yeah. see in my neighborhood a lot. They didn't put a Buddha next to the front door. They mm-hmm. didn't put a like a little wind chime. They put this like parking for guests only sign on the fence, and and it's charming. But but now I'm starting now now. So they are thinking about parking. Well, yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, interesting, interesting. Oh, you're you're parking. Mm -hmm. You're not going to put 14 Lexuses in there, 14 Lexi. Lexi. Anyway, so I so I was here in the Grand Slam a lot. Grand Slam in the morning. Grand Slam at noon. Grand Slam in the afternoon. More than one occasion. Grand Slam at night. Fresh face whites coming in, like white people coming in. Coming and going. Okay. Grand Slam at 11.30 at night. 11.30 at night. Uh, such that every time I heard a Grand Slam, which, again, is... Doom, 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 Something doom, organized. Doom, doom, doom. Something very organized happening. Coming and going. So, and every time I would look out... It's not... And, let's just be clear here. Just because my mind... I have no idea where this is going. If it was a social occasion where you're going to have some potato salad, people would be coming at different times. Some people would be late. Their kids would be screaming. This is a heterogeneous group of people arriving all at the same time and immediately doing a Grand Slam and then heading back through the gate. Heading back through the gate. Not going in through the front door. Okay. So... I do a little bit of uh, reconnoitering. <laughs> and I we go slip over. on this robe, got a scimitar. <laughs> I went over and I looked at the cars. Mm-hmm. One of the cars. So there's a, uh, like a 2010 clergy, Toyota Clergy, clergy plates, clergy plates. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. 2010 Forerunner. Okay. All right. Got it. With Montana plates. Montana, you say? And one sticker, which is of a blue whale with no other writing on it. Is it the company that makes sportswear? Nope. It's just a blue whale. There's a company like a, with a blue with a whale. My, my daughter likes their sportswear. No, this is a different. This is like a, the type of blue whale that you would get at an aquarium. Oh, it's not adorable. No, it's not okay. cute. It is a, it is a, a ver, verisimilitude whale. Okay. But it doesn't say, like, Rhode Island Aquarium. Okay. It just says nothing. Just a blue whale. Okay. And Montana plates. No other... No other... That's, that's big sky country. That's big sky country. Oh, okay. no. And one other thing. There is a, a little sticker on the uh, bottom corner of the window that I later decipher as a parking sticker for uh, Boise State College in, in uh, Boise, uh, Idaho. Idaho? Yeah. Montana. Montana. Idaho. Forerunner. Guest yeah. parking only. 
The second car is what I would guesstimate to be like a 2009 Infinity with Washington plates and no other sign, no stickers, no other sign of life. Like if you look in the windows, it's just like grandma's car, nothing. No NPR sticker. No NPR. Hmm. No parking pass. No sticker that says like Christian Leadership Conference. No sticker that says... uh, you know, coexist, mm-hmm. no, like, f- no fish, no Darwin fish, no fish eating a fish, nothing. Mm-hmm. And then the third car, which always parks in the this parking for guests only spot, because the other two cars park on the street. They just park on, they park what I would consider correctly, like on the dirt in front of that house. Okay. But the one that always parks in the slot is a brand new car with temporary license plates. Okay. Temporary Washington plates that have expired. What? So temporary Washington Because to me, that's plates, the leader. Yeah, I know. But the, but the plates are 10 days Leader's expired. Leader's got a nice new car. They recently either recently moved the area, recently bought a car in the area. They have not gotten their permanent plates. Right. But they have let it, it lapse. And they park in the place of honor. Yep. So now I am now I'm prepared to the next time I see the kids, I'm going to say like, hey, hi, I'm your neighbor. Mm-hmm. What's up? What you got? What are you guys? They don't doing? know what you know. No. But I am never in the in the week that I'm trying to put myself into like this situation. I'm never able to get. That get to them between hearing the Grand Slam and them all disappearing behind the gate. They're very efficient. I, just point of information. Um, so just to, just to cross a T here, if I'm understanding this correctly, Grand Slam, Grand Slam, Grand Slam over a period of days, but yep. still no sign of the African-American family? At all. Okay. This, okay. Yep. Okay. No kids. Never hear a kid. No kids. Okay. Okay. Never hear a darn thing. Now they, these uh, these these uh, presumptive missionaries, whoever this is, they seem to be kind of running the place. Well, except they never go in the front door. They don't go in the front door. And when you look at the house at night, none of the lights are on. Oh, this is such a good mystery, John. You're so but good at this. I remember. So <sighs> when it was being fixed up by the flippers, by mm-hmm. Flipper Dan, and I do remember his name was Dan. Yeah. I toured the house many times and what he did was he turned the downstairs which had been a kind of slap a dash mother-in-law he turned the downstairs into a proper you could even call it a three-bedroom apartment although the zoning would not allow you to describe it as that but it definitely there were but there if you was, wanted to have a relative come and live with you they could be there very comfortably very comfortably there there was a nice nice big living room he put um a full bath down there. There, uh, there was a nice staircase up to the main house, and it had three. I mean, one room that qualified as a large legal bedroom, and then an office, and then a bedroom that was, you know, like you could have three people living down there for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, does it have its okay, own uh, means of egress? Got it its does, own entrance. It does. it does have its own entrance. Okay. Okay. Um. Flip, Flipper so, Dan was thinking ahead. 
He was. Mm-hmm. He was. And and there were a couple of people that came to look at the house during the period when it was for sale that were like, yeah, we're thinking about having my mother live in the basement. And I'm like, that's a great idea. It's a great house. You should buy it. Um, the the um, the young family that did buy it did not show any signs of having a mother-in-law plan. But they were like, you know, they were affluent young family with two kids. I assumed that they would fill up that house with, with toys and excitement. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. I might have missed this. How did you establish that the initial African-American family were the owners of the house? Uh, in a in a, in the long first conversation. So you did you did talk about this, and they were they were the people who bought the house in your estimation. Yeah. Well, they drove they drove up. I was standing out. I think I was even packing my car to go to the mountains. And oh, of uh, course. I'm sorry. Christmas. Yes, 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 yes. And they drive up, and I'm like, "Hello." I march over. Hello, and they're like, "Hello." Okay. And I said, are you the new owners? And they're like, we are. We just closed. And I'm like, it's the day before the day before Okay, Christmas. yes, I'm sorry. You, you did establish this. So, But at that point, yeah. you've imprinted on this idea that this is the uh, nuclear family that's going to live in Flipper Dan's old house. That's right. And they are going to be, uh, they're going to have kids that come over and play with my daughter. Yeah, pushing and a hoop around with a stick, lemonade stand. And they are part of the kind of gentrification that I've been waiting for in the neighborhood, which yeah. is that because this neighborhood is the most diverse zip code in America, mm-hmm. um, we we here in this neighborhood want to keep that true. We do not want to see what's happened in the rest of Seattle happen here, which is that there is displacement. We want instead for the standard of living to rise while main, whilst maintaining a diverse community. So they were like decidedly a middle class family that was going to like in- increase the tax base so that the schools are better, you know, mm-hmm. while at the same time, like not changing the fact that I'm the only white person in my neighborhood. Right. They need you. They need me. That's right. You keep to keep I'm it the, diverse. I'm the uh, I'm the anchor baby in the neighborhood. Anyway, so I keep putting myself in situations where I'm trying to anticipate uh, when this uh, grand slam of of white millennials is going to show up and move as a group really fast through what is just one fence gate. Like, I don't know how they do it, frankly. And there was one time when I was driving up as they arrived and I was like, here's my chance. And I put the car in park. I opened the door and they... Move, they were moving so fast, and I got out and kind of was like, uh, and they they reflexively like looked down and away from me in a way suggesting that they were young people who did not ever want to look at an adult or be addressed by them. Not engaged with the olds. Not engaged. Nobody was like, hi, or anything. They were just like, get us out of here. Okay, so there's a third wrinkle. Oh, God. <clears throat> Which is that? The Mexican family that lives on the corner that has between 13 and 30 cars mm-hmm. for the last several years has uh, had a rooster. Now, they have chickens, and the chickens are running around the neighborhood, and everybody thinks that's charming. But mm-hmm. they had a rooster, which is technically against Seattle City regulations. Interesting. You're not supposed to have a rooster because roosters are a pain in the ass. And what is this, Even, Hawaii? Yeah, right. Even out in the fucking farms, roosters are a pain in the ass. But oh. in a city, what does a rooster do? Uh, I wouldn't have gone to Hawaii if they warned me about the roosters. 
They're fucking roosters. They got their, they got, they're on their own timetable. And this rooster is a fucking dumbass like they all are. So and stupid. from the very, very, very first inkling of light, he's and he does it all morning and then all day. He's just fucking cock-a-doodle-doodling all the time. Cock of the walk. And somebody said to me, like, well, you know, within Mexican culture, a rooster is a very important character. Hmm. He plays a he plays a role within like culturally within the 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 whole sort of pantheon. Like a rooster is a, is a guy, right? Rooster, rooster splaining. It's a rooster guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, okay, okay, keep keep a rooster around, like you know, like a like I guess I guess the it's uh, a diverse gonna, neighborhood. John, roosters oh, are welcome. Right. Bienvenidos. I'm going to claim the ravens and the raccoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got your rooster. Everybody and, needs a familiar. Uh, yeah, that's right. And somebody's going to want the possum. It's not me. Somebody's, mm-hmm. Somebody wants them. No, let the cat have that. We all get the rats. The okay. rats are around for us all. But the, the ravens, the ravens are, and I have, a, have an understanding. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I was fine with the rooster. I mean, I wasn't like thrilled about it, but I'm not somebody that's going to pick up the phone and be like, it's like, it's like somebody with a motorcycle. You just kind of go, oh, it's the guy with the motorcycle. You get used that's to right. it. That's right. There's a rooster. And he wakes me up in the morning and whatever. Okay. So Asshole. rooster. But. They also, at some point along the way, I cannot remember exactly when, bought a dog, which they keep penned in a pen at the far end of their property, which is pretty far from the house, but very close to the the house that I'm describing. The oh, flip, Flipper Dan's old place. The, the, good, good and close to this uh, newly refurbished home. Yeah, the the pen. Oh, that's a, that's a nuisance, John. Right on the other side of the fence. I didn't Flipper sign up Dan's. for this. And if you took a tape measure, the pen of the dog is actually probably closer to my bedroom window than it is to any window of the house uh, to which the dog belongs. To whom the dog belongs. Hmm? Now, the dog... I've been conscious of the dog for a long time because the dog every once in a while goes roof, 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 roof. Sounds like a dog. Roof. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, okay. Dog all right. Smelled something on the wind. <laughs> There's another dog somewhere in this neighborhood that every once in a while goes roof, 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 roof. And then this dog goes roof, 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 roof. Okay. Roof. <laughs> okay. That happens a few times a day, and I go, that's just how it is. It's just like then the roosters, and there used to be a dog down the road that was just all day long. No, see, now that's, that's, do you you remember my place when there used to be the dog upstairs? Oh, that dog. Do you remember remember Linus? Linus would attack you. A sweet sweet little dog, but they keep him in a a kennel, (laughs) literally right over my head where I worked all day, and he would do this. And and in terms of tape measures, I mean, we're talking like eight eight feet from my ear was a dog all day. And that'll make a person a little bit crazy after a while. And they were gone during the day. Oh, gosh, yeah. That's why Linus, that sweet little Linus, that's why he was in his little little kennel, his little bastic. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know what to tell Linus in that situation. Here you, here you go, sweetie. Here's some cookie dough with some Mars, uh, some like a, di- a Dizapram in it or whatever. Yeah, it isn't like I, w- I would resort to screaming three times a day. 
Well, so. Okay. Dog, well, we got a lot of pieces on the board here. Yeah. This dog, this rooster, this situation over here never was a problem for me. The, the, the family that lives there is an extended family, by which I mean. This is a family with the automobiles. Yeah, between okay. the, the 13 and 30 cars, there are also between three and five families living in the house. It's a big house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, there are a lot of daughters. There are, by my estimation, at least one quinceanera a year for the last eight years. Oh, okay, bueno. So I don't know how I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you keep the quinceanera factory spinning like that. But there's... Uh, Amazon subscribe and save. This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com. It's right there on the internet. Ooh, you guys know it. I am such a fan of Squarespace. It is what we use to host Roderick on the Line. More about that in a second. But what do you want Squarespace for? Well, you can use it for pretty much anything. What you do, you go to Squarespace and you create a beautiful website. You can turn your cool idea into a new website. You can showcase your work. You can have a blog or publish other kinds of text content. Uh, You could have a portfolio of images or your previous work. You can sell products and services. Promote your physical or online business. Please, Restaurants of America, get onto Squarespace. You can even announce an upcoming event or a special project. All this and so much more. Squarespace.com. Squarespace does all of this by giving you beautiful templates that are created by world-class designers. They have powerful e-commerce functionality built right in, lets you sell anything you want online. You have the ability to customize the look and feel of your site, your settings, your products, all of your stuff with just a few clicks. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box, so it looks good on any device or dingus. Squarespace also has a new way to buy domains, and you can choose from over 200 domain extensions. They have analytics that help you grow in real time built-in search engine optimization, free and secure hosting. (gasps) They have it all. And on top of it all, nothing to patch or upgrade. It's a worry-free experience. They have 24 by 7 award-winning customer support. If you ever do have questions, they're great at that. So get out there. We're encouraging folks to make it. You make it yourself. Easily create a website all by yourself. Uh, As I've said before, I'm a huge fan of Squarespace. I've been with them for I don't even know how many years now. If you're listening to the Roderick on the Line podcast, which I assume you are right now, you're already using Squarespace. You're using it as a consumer of Squarespace, but you could also use it as a creator of Squarespace. You put up whatever you want. You get it up there, you dingus. Put something on Squarespace. You go to Squarespace, squarespace squarespace.com. And when you go there, you know what? You can use, well, first of all, you go to Squarespace and create a free trial. That's number one. When you're ready to buy, you use the offer code SUPERTRAIN, and that will save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain, squarespace.com, offer code SUPERTRAIN. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. <laughs> uh, but I love them as neighbors. They're extremely conscientious. I think that they are, um, you know, they're the best sort of version of... Oh, 100%. Uh, of, of the, of well, there's also something of... nice about this. I mean, like, like the the like when I go on next door and people are like, "Oh, there's people coming and stealing my packages." Part of that is there's just not much activity. There's not much come and go. There's not much. Like, I think I think people are a little bit more respectful of a neighborhood where there's stuff going on. It's a living yep. neighborhood. Stuff is happening. It's a nice place to live, except for and the roosters. In the morning, the girls are always going to school in a big gaggle, and then the, and then they come home in the afternoon, and there are moms around, and That's there are nice. cars coming and going, and they and everybody and it, you know what it is? It's a situation where everybody tips their hat over there. If you if you walk by, if you drive by, I love that, you get, John. Get a little hat tip, and you give a little hat tip. Give oh. a little, get a little. Give a little, get a little. So it just feels like exactly the right kind of like. If you should, you're gonna, you should cover this on your other program. A lot of people don't know how to do hat etiquette anymore. 
I know, right? <laughs> it's a thing that it's a thing that you could find out by listening to Omnibus with Ken Jennings. <laughs> right, thanks, Omnibus. <laughs> and now back to our regularly, regularly scheduled program. Ticka, ticka, ticka. Anyway, so the Grand Slams, what I'm realizing is that the Grand Slam comes in, goes through the back gate, goes around the back into the back door, but then I think is sitting around on the back porch of the house in a way that I cannot see, but that the penned dog right on the other side of the <gasps> fence is very aware of. Oh, interesting. So starting... And the dog becomes like a little mirror that lets you look around the corner. Yes, and the way he mirrors it is... <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. From 10 to 2. Oh. P.M.? P.M. Oh. Now, t- 10 p.m. Ten- to 2 a.m. No, that's no good. And so... You, you, uh, if you ask uh, uh, Todd, Todd, uh, Todd Sleep Bro, he would tell Todd, you you do not want that. No, no. He's mad. I'm mad. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, for a few days, I don't make the connection. I'm like, what the fuck is going on around here? Like, all of a sudden, this dog that I has been there for maybe between 1 and 11 years, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I'm conscious of this dog barking all night. This isn't how things go around here. Mm-mm. And there's the fucking kids across the street. And where's the family that I thought I was going to be friends with? And what the hell is going on around here? <sighs> And I and I actually got. You must went be ready so to far. bust. This is this is uh, what do they call this? One of those locked room mysteries. What's it called? Trap room? Trap it's house? A, it's a, a thumb box. It's a finger th- box. It's a fi- it's, a, it's, a, it's an Asian American finger trap. Finger trap. How did you even it's get a- in this situation? You wake up one day and all of a sudden there's fucking roosters and quinceañeras and barking dogs. Yeah. And some I kind thought, of a cult. Is it a cult? I, th- I thought we were. I thought it was stability we were getting. When uh, when Jamaica and uh, and and uh, uh, nominal Randy no what's nominal Randy went away. <laughs> it's not Dwayne. Why am I calling him Randy? It's what not is Dwayne. his name? It's, uh, Skeeter uh, and people are so mad right now. Oh, God. should I Gary! should I text? It's Gary. Oh, Gary. Oh God. Oh my God. I'm spent. Oi, oh, Gary. And- He's such a Gary and so not a Randy. I don't know. It's just no. Garys and Randys are very related. They're both. Yeah, they're both they usually are. assistant they're managers at restaurants. They are. It's true. And the thing is that Randy is the is the stereotype name that we give to Garys. Yeah, you can it be a, you can be be a restaurant manager or a stepdad. That's really okay. All right. Anyway, so, so, so so this is it, now how long? So the your initial uh, first contact was around uh, in the Christmas holiday period. Yep. W- where are we up to at this point in the story? So we, so then January, it just seemed like, oh, they're real quiet. Well, also Janu- they- stipulated January and February, you're on the road a lot. I'm touring a lot. You're not, you're not gathering as much string. You're not and putting it, as many it, things together. And w- and it made it plausible that like, oh, I don't see these two because I'm gone. They're on a regular schedule and mm-hmm. it's winter. Three reasons why you might not see people. On Sundays, every once in a while, I come home and there's this traffic jam, but I'm also gone along to a lot of the Sundays. So those traffic jams could be happening every Sunday, and I'm just not there. Okay. Or it could be rarer than that. But I, but so I've There's just two things very... in life you don't notice. You don't notice the things you don't see, and you don't notice the things you don't notice. Right? This has right. got to be one of the, it's like a cognitive bias, but, but King Midas in reverse. You're, once you start noticing, you know what? You start really noticing. But if you're not noticing, you can't notice because you don't notice. But then once and, you notice, you're starting to put the string together is what I'm saying. 
all I'm noticing up until about the end of February is I still haven't gotten to know my new neighbors, but I'm sure when the sun comes out yeah. and they're in the yard and I'm in the yard, we're going to get You're buying a house in a neighborhood. You're buying a family house for a family in a neighborhood. I'm not saying everybody, but most Americans in that situation, you want to at least like wave to your neighbors. That's pretty normal. Like, hey, you know, everything's good. Hi. Like, that's just such a normal thing for somebody new in the neighborhood, I think. Well, and the thing is, I'm not seeing them even to wave at them. It's not like they're being unfriendly, right? I'm just not even seeing them. Okay. And, and I understand, you know, I'm missing a tooth right now. Sure. How's your hair uh, right now? You're a lot, you cut uh, your own hair and it looks pretty good. I was looking at your Instagram. It's a little bit too short. I mean, it just mm. seems like if you did have the option of driving up to your house, pushing a button, the garage door goes up, you mm-hmm. go in and the garage door goes closed. <laughs> if I'm standing there, you know, with like a pitchfork in one hand and like a Romanian flag in the other, like, hi, neighbor. I understand why you would go straight in. Okay. But that's, but that's not happening. No. It's only in the, uh, it's only in March now um, that, that all of this starts to happen all at once. The kids, the the grand slam, the dog, uh, the and 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 that's all causing me to realize. Wait, I have not seen my neighbors in a long time. Yeah, and it, it got so bad that I got up, got dressed, and went out and down the block, uh, prepared to ring the doorbell at the Mexican's house mm-hmm. to say. Uh, what's going on? Let's talk about this dog. We've been friends for a long time. And cer- certainly they, I mean, they're right there. They got the dog, they got the cars, they got the quinceañeras. They must be seeing stuff. Well, except they can see that, in the backyard too, right? Except that their dog and their dog's all the way down by, uh, Flipper Dan's uh-huh. and the house is further away from them than it is for me. Okay. Like they uh, the lots are big here and they're between their house and, and this and the the house in question there are between 13 and 30 cars. Like, that's the area that they do all the mechanical work. That's where they have the quinceañeras. That's where they have a basketball hoop. Like, it's a big area. Okay. So you could be living in that in their house, and the dog just sounds like a dog in the distance. And the kids just sound like a like kids in the distance. And you can't see into Flipper Dan's yard. Can't see it, no. Okay. But I, So I go down there, and... And because there's a lot of activity at that house, there's a guy standing out in the yard. Like a concierge? At, a, at 11.30 at night. Just He's just in between. He's coming and going. Okay. And I People said, People are probably hey. coming, dropping off cars, picking up cars. There's, there's stuff happening. Well, and there are a few families living there. So there's mm-hmm. a lot There's a lot going on. A lot of come and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and I should say that in that that... In the in the different layers of languages that are happening in my neighborhood, and in particularly there at that house, English is down somewhere. It's not in first place. Okay, it's like it's down in the it's between second and fifth place of the languages that are being regularly spoken. Hmm. So I go over and say, "Hey," and he's like, "Hey, what's up?" And I said, "Let's talk about this dog." And he says, "What's going on?" What did, oh, no, he said, uh, what did he do? And we're both standing there, and the dog is going, <laughs> and I said, well, okay. <laughs> it's, 11, it's 1130 at night, okay. and the dog is doing this. 
and I point over at the dog behind the fence, uh-huh. and he looks over and looks at me, and I'm like, and it's doing this all night. It's barking now like this all the time. I don't know what happened. I don't know what changed, but this is like, this has got to stop. The dog can't just do this all the time. Mm-hmm. And he kind of is concerned and nods, and he says, well, I'll talk to the guy that owns the dog. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Right. That makes sense. There are a lot of people living in this house. Yeah. A lot, lot, lot going on. And he, this person that I'm talking to, is not prepared to take responsibility uh, for the dog. And there is a there's an understanding clearly within the house that there are dif- different things are owned by different people. Okay. It's not like we all are just all in co-ownership of this dog or of, of that Volkswagen uh, GTI. Or of uh, you know, or or of whatever of this this like um, the the um, the plastic four foot tall illuminated Christmas ornament hmm. of Jesus that is up all year. Okay, it's an all, all season Jesus. An all season Jesus, and it's not clear. It's not clear to me anymore who in the house owns it i used to think it was communally owned but now i understand oh all these things are owned by individuals okay and so he said i'm going to talk to the guy that owns it and i'm going to tell him that you mentioned it i'm like thank you that's all i that's all i can ask for and i went home and and uh listened for the rest of the night to the dog continue to signal into the night sky that he heard something or had a thought and, I, and it's frustrating when you go talk to somebody and then the problem doesn't go away immediately. Yeah, I, I mean, this is already, you've got a couple different layers here. But I had some faith. I had some yeah. faith. That, like, I talked to him, he's going to, they're going to have a family meeting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, they're going to work it out. So then there came a climactic moment. Oh, boy. Which was uh, Grand, Grand Slam. Okay, Grand Slam. Three three Kids cars? Are, and it's a bit and it's a big Grand Slam. This is like the 12 13 person Grand Slam. It's not the 9 person Grand Slam. It's the big one. Mm-hmm. And I see them, they all go through the fence before I can like get my shoes on and get outside. And then they and this is like in the afternoon. And then I see them through the fence sitting together like some of them sitting up on rock walls some of them sitting you know they're sitting in a semicircle okay. having a meeting it's not like a culty thing they're having like a meeting and i'm like this is a situ- this is an opportunity for me to go over and knock or like go through the gate and say hey since we're all here mm-hmm. and i'm like I'm reluctant. I'm reluctant to. Do you, do you have a? Do you have confidence that you have some kind of a reason for uh, piercing their perimeter with a question? Do, do you know what no. you're going to ask? Do, do you have like a do you have like a dog collar in your hand going? Can you help me find my dog? No, here and, this, and that's exactly right. that's exactly <laughs> what I should have done, uh, right? Like say, hey, I, I, I my fan belt broke. Uh, can you help a guy I got a out? Job of Twenty. <laughs> but so here are the different factors in play, right? Yeah, I do not know. Like, it, in my neighborhood, there's always a racial component to every exchange because everyone is a different uh, ethnicity here. Mm-hmm. So anytime one person from one house goes over to the other, 
to another house. Right. There's not just sometimes a language problem, like the, the neighbors over here where the guy parks just up to the fence line and not over. They speak English as a second language. Their primary language is Vietnamese. And so all of our exchanges, although very friendly, are like uh, always somewhat kind of like, hi, mm -hmm. um, you guys have been cutting my bamboo for some reason. I'm not sure why. If it's if it's cultural, I'm curious about it. Mm. Did you think it was just like there for you to make fences out of or are is it making you mad? Mm -hmm. Is my bamboo making you mad? If so, those conversations me. are very difficult. Super, super difficult. We, we, have, we have a neighbor that I thought we were on good terms on who slams a door in such a way that the entire house shakes. And I went outside to say, you know, um, hey, neighbor of many, many years, did you know that huh. when you slam that door, our entire house shakes and everyone says so? And he got real mad, which made me think all the more that he's doing it on purpose. Yeah, and that's just me. And that's just me. And like, oh, like, like a white tech bro. It's like there's the not intersectionality. That's the wrong word. But like, there's all these layers and layers yeah. of like how we communicate with other people, let alone language and culture. Man, woo, that's gonna. What did he get mad about? I don't know. I it was. It felt kind of passive aggressive. Like, well, I'm just taking out my trash. And I was like, yeah, no, I know. I mean, we all take out our trash once a week. It's just that you just slam that door five times, and it. When I say literally, I don't mean figuratively. I mean it literally made our house shake. Like, do you need to slam it that hard every time? Because that seems a little like aggressive. And he was he was playing it off legit. So I, I think he's miffed at us about something. I don't know what. So now slam I got another it. thing to think about. You know what well, I'm saying? So this is the layers. It's it's layers. And I don't so there are a lot there are a few layers here. Like this is a house this is a house owned by an uh, an affluent African American family that now ha suddenly has I feel like I feel like Hercule Poirot has just walked into the train compartment and is now ready to bring the entire <laughs> mystery together. Yeah. He's but there are a dozen white millennials coming and going. Okay. So if it's Christian I feel like, on the one hand, they're probably going to be inclined to answer politely, but on the other hand, that is a cultural, uh, there's a cultural separation between me and they, uh, where I'm not sure exactly what I'm asking. Like, just, so you know, I have, I have just, on this, yeah, yeah. on this index card, I've written three words that is my guess at what it is, and I'm going to set it aside. Okay. But I, I have a guess. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, and also, I have at that point, or at this point, made the connection, oh, the dog is barking at the kids. Mm -hmm. The dog's been there for years. The dog never had a problem Never before. had a kid to bark at. No, the dog just barked every once in a while Did when some sketchy person walked by. Uh, the dog and Gary... I don't remember the dog barking at Gary being a problem. Okay. Uh, maybe the dog gave Gary a like high bark or a bye bark, but he didn't sit and just constantly bark at Gary. And when Gar and if Gary was outside talking on the phone at 2 a.m., Gary was the problem, not the dog. <laughs> he's uh, the one that should be in a pen. <laughs> like, he's the one I was going out to yell at. Right. Gary, goddammit, get a life. <laughs> Uh, so I do, so I don't feel a hundred percent secure in walking across the street and ringing the doorbell and demanding answers, particularly not after my mom told me that I have no right to yell at them about their parking. That's gonna be on your mind now. So I'm like, what are my rights here? 
Like this is America. Am I the you problem? Can, yeah, you can do what you want in your own house. It's not like it's not like I can go over and say, "Can you eleven people who are all showing up at the same time not all close your car doors at the same time?" Like it's just the nature of thirteen people arriving at once that you're going to get a grand slam. And they they're millenniums. They're not conscious of the dog, right? They don't mm. even hear the dog. Because the dog is just, to them, it's just, the dog's always barking when they're out there, so they just think that's what it is. I was on a, a hiking trail the other day with my daughter, and uh, we were going down and some people were coming up. And it was a wide trail. It was a, like a Jeep trail. And there were five kids coming up, and they were walking five abreast. Oh, God. And they're millenniums. Yeah. And so we're walking down, and my daughter turns to me when they're about 100 feet away and this is the type of little person she is. She says with some anxiousness, Daddy, how are we going to get by? Mm-hmm. And Isn't, that a shame? And I, Isn't that a shame? They've defined the trail now. And I was like, wow, what an interesting little thing for you to be thinking about already. And I said, well, sweetie, and I said it in a, I wasn't whispering. I said it in a, in a loud conversational voice. I said, well, as we get closer to them, I have to assume that they're going to give way for other people using the trail. And they're going to move. And, and as I'm saying this, we're getting closer and closer to them. They're going to move to let us walk by because we're just two people just mm-hmm. walking down the trail. And they're coming up and they're going to. And as I'm saying this, they come right up on us, five abreast. And it's like two guys and three women and the two people that are like in the area of the trail where Where you you should be, where you'd be allowing other people to go are both women. And they just walk straight up on us. And then at the very last second, kind of like um, become aware of the existence of other people and like sort of like shrug their shoulders over to the side as though we're passing in a very confined and narrow space. <sighs> and like one of them actually brushes past me. Oh and, 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 you know, and my kid has kind of gone over into the, into the grass on this, you know, like, and there's a ditch, there's a clear ditch. So she's scared of the ditch or whatever. And I'm just like, wow, I don't, I don't know what to, I don't know how to do. I don't know how to deal with that. Like, I don't even know. That feels, how to deal with that it. feels like something though. It's something. It's a it's a cultural, it's a generational difference. It never, ever, 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 ever would have happened before. Uh, Especially in a situation uh, like that. When you're out taking a hike, you say hi to people and you like it's you say it's hi. Like, it's like a you thing. Like when we say when we say take hikes, we say hi. Like it's, it's like it's the, a thing you do. You say good morning. In the culture of hiking that you share the trail, that you say hello when you when you pass, that you acknowledge, that it's just in the culture. You don't go for a hike unless you know these things. You don't just go it's for a hike. It's not fire fest. I mean, like, you know, like, help a brother out. Yeah, we're walking up the trail. I guess we own the world. It's just like crazy. So, hmm. so but they're over there. They're not conscious of them themselves being the, the source of the dog barking, right? I, when, I was, when I was that age, I wouldn't have either. I don't think that's necessarily like... That's just they're they're not aware that they're doing that. It took me four days to figure it out myself. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel secure. I definitely felt secure going over to the people I know and saying the dog, like what's up. Mm-hmm. But like to go over, ring the doorbell, and say who are you and why are you in my neighborhood all of a sudden? And what who the what lives precisely here? the fuck is going on here? Yeah, and is this a Jesus thing? Because yeah. that's fine, but I want to know. And so I'm right at the point 
where it's like, okay, this is uh, like, this is not, I can't live like this. Mm -hmm. The dog all night, the kids coming and going, but my curiosity is going crazy. What's the story here? Did you guys kill the family that was living there? Like I need some answers. Maybe, maybe, Maybe Jamaica's house is cursed. Well, don't say that. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, God. The other thing, and the whole reason that I brought this up is that the family that owns the house now, Jamaica's house, Flipper Dan's Flipper Dan. Mm-hmm. hires landscapers mm-hmm. to come once a week with gas-powered leaf blowers. Oh, come on. To walk around, just blowing leaves and dirt. How's, how's the dog respond to that? <laughs> so... <laughs> Confusingly, the they've dog... come in and caused a lot of tumult in this neighborhood. Yeah, confusingly, the dog doesn't care about the leaf blower. The dog is just like whatever. Hmm. But I, but leaf blowers just in principle drive me crazy. Did you ever read? There was an article in the Atlantic. That's like, that's about, like ten ten millenniums on a trail. It's the it's, the absolute, it's so it's so it's so aggressive. There was an article in I think Atlantic about uh, some rich neighborhood in santa barbara or something some valley that's like a like like a beautiful liberal oasis valley where everybody has a beautiful home and it's and the trees rustle in the wind and it's always 75 degrees and it's the perfect incubator of like um middle-aged liberal culture because because there are no problems it seems like that's all that you need is the although all the rest of the world should do is just be like them mm-hmm. uh, affluent and passive aggressive but what happened was at some point a rich white person who lived in the neighborhood broke the social convention and hired landscapers that used gas-powered leaf blowers mm. And it became a huge issue within the community because then there were some people who decided that because the civil rights movement was already uh, tied up with a bow, that now they had a new cause, which was to fight their neighbor who had a gas-powered leaf blower. And so then they were hanging up posters and saying, like, ban the gas-powered leaf blower. And then the other guy who was a liberal but maybe, like, one degree more libertarian was like, you can't tell me what to do. And then... Then somebody acknowledged that all the people that were doing the work in the neighborhood were all Hispanic. And so now it's a class and race issue because you're asking them to do this work with a broom. Was this on your mind as you're going into this situation? Well, I mean, every article like that I've read in my entire life is always on my mind in every situation. Sure. Like, it's part of uh, being as woke as I am. You don't Mm -hmm. walk down the street without being conscious of everything always. All, all, all tempests and teapots, they're all in there somewhere. But in this situation, like I feel like dealing with white 22-year-olds with, that have a blue whale sticker on the back of their, uh, their, uh, their Toyota Xterra mm-hmm. or whatever, I feel like uh, uh, this is a group of people I can address in a, in, a, in a shared language, except for the Millennium Generation X cultural gulf. Mm-hmm. The uh, the language barrier there sometimes is even greater than uh, than with right, any other. Trying to talk about a, a, a dog with a quinceanera, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh God. So, so, so. so now, are you at this point a little bit of a fit of peak? You're, you're frustrated at this point. I don't know what. I don't know which way to go. Okay. Then yesterday, mm. I hear a grand slam in the morning. Oh Jesus! Here we go. Off they go. They have not returned. The house is empty. 
of, they, of whites? Of anybody's. I see no I see no sign of life there at all. Is that so, a longer than usual amount of time between Grand Slams? From the first Grand Slam, there was a Grand Slam four times a day through the entire Grand Slam period. They were I never not hell. coming and going. And now it has been... In fact, it wasn't yesterday. It was the day before. It has been 48 hours with not a single Grand Slam or sign of life, nor has the dog barked. It is back to silence. Silence. Silence, emptiness, complete lack of motion. Does this bring us up to date? Now And now... The, the entire reason I started to bring this up was right before you called, I was sitting in my chair looking out the window at the gas-powered leaf blower guy walking around the driveway of, of the house in question, mm-hmm. blowing dirt and leaves around, which is all those things do, just blowing it around. And I was like, oh, Merlin's going to call, and then I've got this leaf blower guy. Oh, it's on your mind. And then the phone rang. Leaf blower guy miraculously stuck, turned his motor off almost simultaneously with you. And I was I started to tell this story in to prep you for the fact that there might be gas. You hadn't gone blower. into this expecting to to tell me about this whole story. No, I was just like, look, you got to be you got to be ready for this. There's, there's things have changed around here, <sighs> and and there's going to be some machine noise in the background. But he's gone. The sun is out. There's no rooster, even. I don't know what it's like. Either we're either everything's gone quiet because the because they're feeling some electromagnetic pulse and Mount Rainier is about to explode, or I don't know what happened. They everybody got raptured. So you don't have an answer. I, I don't. I don't know what's on your three by five card. <clears throat> it's a startup. Ah! <laughs> 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 <laughs>